Hey everyone, welcome back to Newsies Minute. The podcast where we analyze the 1992 Disney movie musical Newsies one minute at a time. I'm your co-host Aaron. I'm your co-host James. This is Minute 78, which I have from Jack running off with Blink yep. through somebody, I didn't catch who it was, but somebody in the background in the of the pile of Newsies in the courthouse going, what's a council? Right. I didn't, did you catch who that was? I didn't. It was one. Probably skittering. Probably. <laughs> Sure, we'll we'll say that. It was skittery. There's a scene where, like, Jack goes outside, and there's, like, the circle of horses, and a couple other people, but hardly anybody. Are most of the Newsies still inside? Yeah. Yeah. Or getting hauled off. You see a bunch of Newsies getting hauled off. That's true. And then you see Kid Blink. I've never seen him take that billy club to the face. Yeah. I was like... I hate that moment. Oh, God. Yeah. I'd never noticed that before, but... It was horrifying to watch. But yeah, I would imagine uh, Newsies are either going out other exits and being apprehended there, still inside, or they've already been apprehended. I guess I just, given the number of, like, the chaos happening inside and everyone trying to get out, I expected more people to have already gotten out and be outside, but I guess they had probably been apprehended on their way out. Or they've, they've stayed inside to try and help Jack get away. That's true. So... All the key players have, but there are, like, thousands of nameless newsies. Like, Queens is probably gone. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, sure. Sure. Um, I have uh, the cop. This cop is riding a horse into the theater. Yep. Jack looks real concerned about it. I was like, Jack looks scared, which is a weird thing, because we don't often see Jack look scared. Yeah, but he did have a horse rearing up about to kick him in the face. Fair. So I also would be scared. Absolutely. Justifiably. Yeah. But, uh... It's an it's something we don't often see. Yeah, it's really it, it is the kind of the first moment because we've seen Jack in a lot of situations that other people would have been scared by. Yeah, and it's the first time that we actually see Jack being like, "Oh shit, this is <laughs> this is it." Yeah, there's I have I have nowhere else to go. Yeah, except up these stairs where I will get uppercutted off a balcony and like time like bullet timed yeah this was the 1991's version of bullet time happens in this movie yeah and i remember it and i feel like it was a good choice and effective and it was a it was a great decision for them to do that bullet time being the matrix thing yeah like it's it's basically the guy he gets uppercutted and slow-mo falls back into the crowd yeah 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 it i mean that was a hell of an uppercut yeah that guy was a big a big dude. He yeah. had the, the 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 up the stairs advantage. Yeah. There's a scene in Snatch where Brad Pitt plays this uh, boxer mm-hmm. who's supposed to uh, throw this boxing match, mm-hmm. and he gets uppercutted, and he falls. It's like slow mo again, and he falls slowly down to the mat, and as he hits the mat, it cuts to him uh, in, like going into a pool of water because he's just like out cold. Right. So it's like. And I sort of felt like that. Like it felt yeah. felt like the same. I mean, it was the same imagery, but with yeah. a little more, you know, Guy Ritchie and a little less Kenny Ortega. Yeah, um, sure. <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was that like he is out. Yeah, he is unconscious now. Jack was conscious. Right. He did stay conscious right. for this because like he kind of grabbed at his head. Yeah. And then he was carried out. And there's when he gets uppercutted and falls backwards over the balcony. Really weird camera angle choice. Yeah. Because it's just like his crotch. Yeah. Just like right there, front and center, (laughs) as he falls backwards. Right. And then there's this like massive pile of people that he falls into that basically like mosh pit carry him out. Yes. And one of them gets real close a couple times. Whoops. Like, I imagine Christian Bale afterwards being like, quit touching my dick. Right. Core, governor, quit touching me 
Bollocks. Tinky Winkles. Well, okay. Um, he called what? That's what Jack. That's what Christian Bale calls his his stuff. Okay. His ballcocks. Uh huh. That's one of the main reasons why I don't mosh like or like crowd surf. Um, because of specifically this movie. Not that. Well, <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly. Newsies <laughs> early on Tommy. But I mean, kind of, I mean, like I'm also a, a large man, so yeah. like I feel bad for anyone who try who has to try and lift me. But like, if I see a singer. Especially if it's like a, a female lead singer, like mm-hmm. do crowd surfing. I'm like, she's just getting groped. Yeah, like I mean, there's a famous story about Courtney Love leaping into the crowd and basically like the crowd kind of like took her clothes off, like ripped her clothes from her Yikes. body. And like, there's a picture of her and like she talked about it was a traumatizing experience. Whatever. Oh, I'm sure. But the, there's a picture of her in the crowd and she's just like she has this big huge smile on her face just because she was like disassociating. Basically. Yeah. Jeez. Um. But, like, that kind of thing I think about all the time. I'm like, crowd surfing uh, sucks. Yeah. And, like, I'm, I'm like, like people would crowd surf at, like, Warp Tour. They're like, hey, put me up. I'm like, no, I'm watching the band. Yeah. I don't want to put you up. <laughs> I don't want to play this mini game. <laughs> yeah. Where, where you will inevitably go two feet forward and then your your shoe hits me in the face. Right. This is a bad side quest. I want to stay on the main quest. Exactly. Like the main quest of me participating in this in this in this show. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Anyways. I think that's all my notes. I think. Oh no! That wow! No. Okay. Oh no! So I did. I did have. Stuff. Oh okay. I did have one other uh, okay. note. I, I feel like Jack could have dodged that uppercut. Yeah. Well, only because, in the same way that so much of the fight choreography in this movie, I'm like. If you're actually paying attention to what's happening to you, yeah. you could, you know, just shift a little and, you know, you're still you might still get punched, but it'll be like in the shoulder instead of the face. Right. Like he I feel like there was enough time that maybe I'm just hyper conscious of like the the choreography element of it. Right. But I feel like Jack is standing there. Yeah. And this guy comes up well, and it's not, not like he was looking around for an exit and got caught unawares. Uh, in my in my memory of it, Jack is running up the stairs, and this big dude comes around a corner and immediately uppercuts him. So in, in my in my my reading of it, and I could be totally wrong. I could be just imagining. Maybe I need wrong. to rewatch it. I imagine that basically he didn't have time to be like, "Whoa, who's this guy? Oh my god, he's about to throw an uppercut." It was like, I, and he, and Jack is in panic mode. Also, that is he's true. Just he almost is in been, panic mode. Punched in the face with a horse. That's true. And so he's like, I gotta get up. And then I think, I, in my imagination, the, the big dude came around a corner and then uppercut him. Okay. But I could be wrong. I could I could be wrong, too. I just, one of my notes was, ow, that was a hell of an uppercut. I feel like he could have dodged that. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Eh. Yeah. So we're in a courthouse. We are. And the honorable... A- after Jack gets punched, right. we switch scenes. Right. <laughs> All of this takes place in the courthouse. <laughs> Surprise! The honorable judge E.A. Monahan. Yep. Uh, not a real judge. Not a real judge. Okay. Um, that doesn't surprise me. And I was thinking about how we had all those people that, you know, like we like we talked about how Seitz was a real person and yeah. Pulitzer clearly was a real person and Hearst was a real person, but like all the rest of those people that were whatever at the new, at the meeting mm-hmm. were not. I feel like that's a defamation of character thing. I bet sure. they I bet they contacted Pulitzer and Seitz's families and Hearst's families because those were in songs and whatever. Yeah. But They're I bet like, they we have to include Pulitzer. Right. We have to include Hearst. Sites Sites, wrote a Sites cool is back. awesome. Yeah, exactly. So can we can we use your guy? We're gonna make him look so good. Yeah. But they wouldn't have used like this judge here because he does not come off in a good light at all. That's true. So 
you you wouldn't want you like if you know let's ask the family members of whatever judge like whatever that's also interesting like pulitzer and hearst i wonder if there's like a historical figure element right. where they wouldn't even have to get permission sites is kind of a different situation but again right he's not painted in a bad light right so yeah so yeah he's not a real judge but he is played by a guy named william boyette okay. or bill boyette sometimes he's he's called okay um his top three was this. Uh, he played Sergeant Sacker in the movie When a Stranger Calls. Okay. Which is famous for the call that's coming from inside the house. Oh, okay. Um, that that movie where the babysitter and there's a have you checked the children and all that stuff. Right, right. Is When a Stranger Calls. And he was one of the cops in that. Perhaps the, the call is coming from inside the house guy. Okay. He was government liaison in The Rocketeer. Oh, okay. I don't remember a government liaison. It's but, been so long since yeah. I was God, that movie's good. I own it. It's Do been sitting really? on my shelf, but I haven't watched it. So I was Ever? actually... Huh? No, I have. Oh, no, no. Oh, I grew okay. up watching it. Okay, I was going to say, how did you miss that no, one? No, Timothy Dalton, both being James Bond and the villain in this, gave me some weird Timothy Dalton vibes. Sort of Alan Rickman-esque. Yeah. Like, I know him as a good guy, but I also know him as a very bad guy. Yeah. And German. Anyways, but... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, I was actually... I, was, I, I found there's a Rocketeer minute. Okay. Um, and have I actually have the first episode queued up to listen to like tomorrow, basically when I go to work. Sure. And I th- I was thinking about watching it minute by minute. Oh, okay. Just to see how that is for a movie that I haven't seen in a long time. Actually, minute by minute or in like five minute chunks at the top of the week. Um, I was actually thinking about only watching it when I when a new episode of it came up on the Random Number Generator. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. So. We'll and see. would you watch it before or after listening to that minute? I don't know. What do you think? After, right? I guess maybe. I mean, it's a minute. You could theoretically watch it before Twice. and after. Yeah. I'm trying to think about it in the terms of like, I I prefer Stephen King movie adaptations if I haven't read the book yet. Agreed. Yeah. we've And if, if listeners that I'm actually obsessed will know that we have a long track history of, well, the book was great. The movie was, eh. Yeah. Watch the movie first. And the book was even better. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, so I wonder if listening to someone talk about the minute before watching the minute would be better or worse. If it would be like a watching the movie before reading the book. Right. And so then when you watch that minute, you're like, oh yeah, and this thing they talked about. Oh yeah, and this thing they talked about. That's or sort of what it, I was thinking. Or yeah. if it would be the other way around where... You're not interested in the minute because you just listen to them cover it. I feel like I'm not going to notice as much as they talk about. That's true. So I think that I would probably w- listen to the half hour that is the first minute and then watch the first minute. I okay. think that's what I'm going to do. I'll, I'll keep you posted. Yeah, g- give that a shot. And yeah. I guess you can always change it up if you decide that <laughs> exactly. that doesn't work. Exactly. And like, No, and you are locked. You might be <laughs> locked into this forever because that is the way you work. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so uh, he also did ADR. Um, he was on the ADR voice group for Turner and Hooch. Oh. The Tom Hanks movie. And also that dog movie. It was a big dog. It was a big dog. He was in nine episodes of Emergency. Of course he was. Uh, which is funny that he that he and Snyder have a scene together. Yeah. Uh, he, oh, you two know each other. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's great. I always feel like when there's like a link between two actors, I'm like, oh, well, clearly that's because they were in this thing together. And they're like, hey, Bill, you free? Yeah. That's probably not actually how it works. <laughs> I'm sure it's not. For, for something like this. Right. Yeah. I mean, although I don't know. I mean, if he was, depending on whether or not he and Kevin... T? Ty? Ty? I don't know. Yeah. Whether he and Snyder were like in scenes together in Emergency or anything. Right. He played Chief 
McConaughey from Battalion 14 okay. in all nine of those episodes. I don't know what that means in the grand context of the show, but if they had a lot of interactions, yeah. it could well be that when Snyder got cast, he was like, you know, and maybe heard that they were looking for a judge yeah. with what is that what is that like your mustache connects to your sideburns I, I think of it as the Chester A. Arthur um, yeah. I don't know I, I, I want to say mutton chops but that's different it's, yeah, your mutton chops turn into your mustache yeah yeah. maybe they needed somebody who had that haircut and Kevin Teig was like I know a guy I know hey Bill you still got that haircut you know it alright <laughs> come on in I feel like you only see that in period pieces and occasionally like biker movies sure yeah yeah he was also in 100 and 29 episodes of um, a show called Adam 12. Have you ever heard of Adam 12? No. All right. So Emergency was a 1970s show about firemen and paramedics, right? Sure. Adam 12 is the same thing, but for cops. Okay. Adam 12 was the name of the cop car that the main two guys uh, were in. Okay. And he was not one of the main two guys. He was like, the two guys had all the episodes. Then the dispatch had like 164 episodes. Okay. And he had 129. He was, he played... Sergeant McDonald. So I imagine it was sort of like a, a Finn Tutuola or like a he was there but a, a case who? Oh sorry, uh, uh Ice T's character on SBU. Oh, okay. Like he's there but he's not necessarily in every episode. Okay. He I think I would imagine he was sort of like the hey, you're a loose cannon, you gotta be stopped. I'm this guy. Yeah. Um, sort of deal. I'm trying to what were the names of the two guys on Castle? It was Ryan and Esposito. Esposito. Yeah, okay. Yeah. My last two notes uh, about William Boyette are my, also my last two notes about uh, for the minute. Dude has generally been playing cops since 1951. Wow. He, like most of his stuff is like detective, cop who gets hit over the head, sergeant such and such, officer whatever. Like for a year and like scroll and scroll and scroll. Like you watch TV, like because you know IMDb is, is yeah. newest to oldest. Yeah. You watch TV go back into like the Colgate such and such hour or whatever. Like, wow. Yeah. Like Howdy Doody, I think, came on TV after this guy was already on TV as an this adult. This guy's been on TV as a cop longer than my mom has been alive. Yes. So uh, he died in 2004. Oh. Yeah. Well, now I feel bad for commenting on his age just now. No, I mean, he, he was but old. He was, he was. I mean, he, he, was, he was in his... Pro- Let's say he was 25 when he started as detective parentheses uncredited in 1951 yeah that means he was born in the 20s he made it to like his 80s or 90s yeah like i think we're fine i think he would have been like nah dude i'm old yeah (laughs) that's true (laughs) so anyways that's true he was the best government liaison in the rocketeer and i'm gonna stand by that he was he was that (laughs) (laughs) so that's all i have I don't have anything else for this minute. The next minute, Thursday's episode, tomorrow's episode, starts off with the best. So you need to you need to tune in tomorrow. But first, let's do some social media. Sure. We have a Twitter. It is at Newsies Minute. And if you want to follow us individually, I'm at Unabashedly Aaron. I'm at Unabashed James. We also have a Patreon. It is patreon.com slash Aaron and James if you would like to financially support the show. We've got... Well, at the time that we were recording this, we've got a newsletter coming out soon. Yeah. At the time that this airs, I have no idea what... Maybe we have the next newsletter coming yeah. out soon. We've been well, doing something really cool, though. Um, are you still planning on doing mm-hmm. the thing? So we've been uh, sort of looking at some of these movies that we're sort of talking about other people, talking about the p- people that we're in news is doing. Yeah. Sort of doing a little bit of a... 
of a rundown of, of a couple of them. Yeah. So this next one, we watched a movie together and I'm going to talk about how that was. Yeah. I'm really, I'm, I'm sort of, I'm sort of thinking about what my, uh, what my October yeah. uh, episode or newsletter is going to be about. So stay tuned for tomorrow, but until then. Soak them for crutchy. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.